97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. This story here is going a little national thanks to Fox 2. They did an interview with retired St. Louis homicide detective Roger Murphy, who um, retired a couple years ago but is speaking out about some of the things that are happening in our city right now. Did an interview with Fox Local. That went national. Fox National has picked that up today, and Roger's been nice enough to join us as well when he's getting on a day. He's getting a lot of attention. Roger Murphy, how are you? Thank you so much for creating a little time here this afternoon. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm doing good. Thank you for having me on your show. Thank you very much. So you um, you were on this uh, this so-called exclusion list that our circuit attorney has. There's about 70 to 80 officers, uh, apparently, that are on this list because uh, something may have happened. Or they allege that something happened with an arrest that would disqualify people like you who are on that list from, from cases being prosecuted. Is that a, a halfway decent explainer of that list, or maybe we don't even know what it's all about? Well, here, yeah, I'm on the list, um, you know, and that's a low number, 70, 75. You're probably more over 100. No one really knows who's on this list uh, because it's a secret list. Um, the department immediately put out a directive to all commissioned officers not to speak of it. So unless you know an officer that's on there um, or he tells you, um, you don't know. Uh, I've just recently found out a couple of people that were on it since I've talked to the news um, that I didn't know. I'm like, what were you on, the, on, on it for? I had the Punisher logo on my Facebook page. You know, so I was, I was put on it, not for anything that I did wrong, no criminal activity, no uh, policy violations, anything like that. Uh, I was critical of Kim Garner during the Stockley uh, right. verdict, where everybody got out and pro- uh, protested in front of the the, uh, the circuit court and blocking traffic, pedestrian traffic, vehicle traffic. And I called Lida Cruson, Lion Lida, and Kim Garner, Kimmy G, in a posting uh, because people are out there committing a crime by blocking traffic and preventing people from going about their day, going to work, going to lunch, whatever. They couldn't do it. And that's what and got you geez. on the list? That's what got me on the list, and that was posted in September of 2017, and not until 2019, June of 2019, did I get put on this list because I started becoming vocal about what was going on at the prosecutor's office and how those were affecting cases. Uh, I spoke out about, about Bruce Franks and got chastised about that, and lo and behold, because I'd already had information, uh, rumors, that he was being investigated for thefts, and lo and behold, Bruce Franks gets uh uh, forced to resign because he was misappropriating funds from the social program that he was um, uh, hooked up with. Yeah, you know, kind of you know, forgot that kind of, story. I did. Uh, I kind yeah. of forgotten that story. So you you retired when uh, Roger? It was in twenty one, right? In September twenty one. In in May of twenty one, I decided I'd had enough. I got put out of homicide in in June of nineteen. Uh, well, I got put on the list in June of nineteen. In August of 19, they put me out because they said I had a bad attitude by then um, because, well, here I'm sitting here, and all I can do is do nothing but collect dust. So I went back to Uniform into the 1st District, um, got down there, and as soon as I got down there, like, well, you, want, you want to come back to the Bureau? No, 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 I don't want to do I'm, – I'm done with all that. Well, they talked me into it. I went back. Um, couldn't do my job back there. Couldn't apply on warrants. Couldn't do search warrants for phones for robbery suspects that were that when they um, uh, stole phones, uh, robbed somebody at gunpoint, whatever. Um, just couldn't do my job. If I did arrest somebody, I'd have I had to get somebody else to apply on the warrants, 
And there are seven of those cases that are sitting in limbo from 2020 and 2021 on her 4,000 backlogs of warrant applications that are sitting there. You know, so it directly affected how cases were were um, prosecuted because yeah, I... they, they weren't prosecuted. Or she gave out my homicide cases. She failed to get pro- failed to get guilty verdicts because by this point I'm like you were so your office is so unethical and so dishonest. I don't trust you uh, whatsoever. You know, I did a death penalty case for the state for the uh, attorney general's office. Never was brought up. Plainview Project. None of that was brought up for the for the posting I did. Uh, being critical of a political representative, which is you know my First Amendment right and everybody's First Amendment right. Got a conviction in that, but her office, in my eyes, in my belief, is so unethical and so atrocious. There's just not enough adjectives. Yeah, well, and you know, that's somebody at, at a certain point could say, well, that's an allegation from a former cop. However, we have ample evidence that has built up yes. about that very point over the course of the years. And unfortunately, the state Supreme Court ignored some of that. Roger Murphy's here, retired St. Louis City police detective. One of the things in your Fox Digital interview that caught my attention, and I, this one I don't understand at all, Roger, you said that at some point her office was requesting the criminal histories of the victims, not the suspects. Yes. What what was going on there? Yes. So, so normally what you do is when you arrest somebody, you have to get their criminal history. You go, You pull it up. Um, do, with the computer database, you pull it up, you print it out, and you go go down with the report, all your evidence, interviews, video, audio, whatever, and you present the case to the prosecutor's office. All of a sudden, now it became the norm. We need the background of the victim. Why are we doing a victim background information? You know, that's not our job. Our job is to investigate the crime and bring it forward. Hey, you know, I may not have liked what. Uh, a victim did in their life, you know, maybe they were a criminal, maybe they were involved in some criminal activity. I may have not liked it, you know, but it was not my job to sully their name even further, you know, uh, that's their criminal history had nothing to do with them getting killed. Was there ever a stated reason for why they were doing that? No, no, Hmm. no. They just kept telling us we got to bring it down. We, we, We need that background information to uh, make decisions. Well, I, towards the end of my career, I started hearing this Vera Institute, this Vera Project, Manhattan Project, uh, or Brooklyn Project, what it was, out of New York. Uh, and I kind of started putting pieces together. And it was basically, it, it, this is a program or, or an institution of supposed justice, and it's to dismantle the, the American justice system. Uh, the criminal justice system. Um, well, they're doing a pretty good job of doing that right now. So maybe yeah, they've been they, successful. Yeah, they are. What Roger Murphy? Uh, what what? There's not a lot of hope here. You know, we we've been I've been talking about Kim Gardner for years. Uh, even when CBS and two two different reporters swooped in here to do reporting and you know blame all the criticism of Kim on race and gender, which is typically what happens. But now it's become too much for people to ignore what's happening in St. Louis. And unfortunately it took the um, you know the removal of the legs of Danae Edmondson to really get people's attention. But where does this leave us, Roger? Because you you said one of the things you said in that interview, and this is sad and by the way, I think it's obvious that you don't think people should even go into police work because there's not a lot of hope there. No, no, it, it it would have to. The damage that's been done over the last six years here in St. Louis, just here in St. Louis, would take fifty years to correct. Um, 
you know, uh, it, it's just, I would never tell any of my young family members uh, to go into the first responder um, uh, calling, uh, go find something else uh, to do because you will be um, the bad guy, no matter what, no matter what they this, the social programs that they're putting, and, I, and don't get me wrong, I, I, I think there's a, an avenue for them. We should be on the same, we should be going on the same direction coming out of the same train station, but on different tracks because we, how we get to these things are two different ways. Um, so, yeah, I don't know where we go from here. I really don't um, because the system is, has been destroyed here in the city of St. Louis. Do, do you uh, think that the effort in Jeff City to bring back the, um, you know, the state control of the police department is a good move? Would that help anything? Oh, yeah, I think it will help greatly. Um, I can tell you when it was being pushed, because um, I was under state control, um, and all of us old-timers, and I consider myself an old-timer now, all said that as soon as, this, as soon as that happens, city political corruption will invade the police department. And it did. I mean, like overnight, um, things just started going down. But nobody wanted to listen to the officers that were on the ground. Um, and now we're here. We lost 185 officers last year. We lost 182, year, 182 the year before. We're already at like 33, 35 for this year. Uh, we're on mark to, to hit that 182, even with the pay raises. Um, so, yeah, being under state control uh, will remove – you don't have one chief – under city control, you have 30. Right now, we have 28 aldermen until April. Then we go down to 14. So you'll have 14 aldermen that are going to be 14 chiefs because they're going to be involved in uh, everything. They're 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 going to have their hands in everything. You're going to have the mayor's hands in everything. You're going to have the board of the 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 president of the board of aldermen in there. You're going to ha- you're going to have all these individuals, and it gets to a point. Well, who do you listen to? Well, this alderman has this alderman has more power right now, so I'm going to be here and be in the captain's office, and I want this and I want that. Well, then you got to pull, you know, people from here. Uh, let's see. Today is Monday. Uh, on Saturday, down here in the first district, on the 311 shift, we had eight officers for the whole southern half of the city for the whole first district. Well, Roger and Sue, what else needs to be done? I mean, obviously, this can't go on. Well, the state comes in. Then the what else? What what next steps need to happen to get back on track? Well, I I think they need to shut down the anti-police rhetoric that's coming out of out of downtown. The blaming the police for everything. And I'm not saying, hey, don't get me wrong. Policemen are not and, and women. They, they do wrong. People, you know, in every prof- profession. Sure. But it's mm-hmm. but it's not a blanket that every policeman is doing something wrong. You know, and everything isn't, you know, there's, there's shades of gray when you make an arrest. Uh, uh, it looks bad on TV when you have to arrest somebody. Um, you know, so my suggestion, or not my suggestion, but I would hope that the, the state would come in and start putting, I mean, why do you see, you don't see the Highway Patrol having these problems. Uh, with their prosecutors when they have to go to mul- and they have to go to multiple prosecutors in multiple jurisdictions. So I think the state would have more control over uh, shutting a lot of that down and bring the morale back where the officers feel like, okay, I got support here 
from my senior leadership of the department and from the political representation, because politicians are not leaders. They're representatives. They're supposed to represent what we believe, you know, or what we as community want. So I think the state, their first thing would be to uh, do something to bring the morale up. One is pay. I mean, here, uh, yes, we're, we, we have low pay here in the city of St. Louis, but we have a great retirement system. Um, but the young guys, the young cows, they're not looking at, you know, like when I came on, we were looking at doing 20, 25, 30 years on the department. Uh, so they have to focus on getting the morale back up and showing, hey, if you're out making an arrest, you know, this guy is not going to go into the system and be out before you get back to the station or write a report because you have to send it down by email and then it just sits there in, you know, limbo in cyberspace and it just sits there. You know, um, so, I mean, I think there's a myriad of things that 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 needs to be done. Um, and I'm not an expert at it. I'm just a, a grunt. Uh, but I can see that the morale is, you know, talking to these. I just talked to two officers the other day, have two years on and they're both leaving. I mean, they, they're like that pay raise is stopping me. I'm going to yeah. still make more money. I'm still making more money to go out to St. Louis County. You know, yep. um, you know, so so there's a myriad of things that that can be done. Uh, I don't profess to be a, uh, you know, a scholared person or anything. But, you know, one of the the main things is the is the morale showing the officers that we are here to back you and you are not wrong for going out right. and doing police work. And, and good luck you know? with changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was one of the first things you said. Good luck at changing the rhetoric from City Hall or from, you know, the current prosecutor's office. Roger, thank you so much for speaking out about this. Though. It's fascinating. Um, you know, I think maybe we'd encourage more former law enforcement to, to speak up and make these points. But thank you for doing it. Thanks for coming on here this afternoon. All right, thank you for having me. Thank you very much. Get more at 971talk.com.